everybody. So we are so excited today. We have the first in our two-part recap of the what we're calling the winter movies of 2018-2019. Uh, basically November, December, and January. Uh, we have decided for this uh, entry to split it up into two parts because we had so many that we had seen uh, that, uh, especially David has seen, uh, <laughs> that we're going to be talking about the blockbusters in this video, uh, the big releases with over 2000 theaters and then the next one the next podcast we're going to be talking about the smaller indie films that we've been able to see so a lot of fun and i'm rachel and david is here yeah thanks for having me again rachel yeah so much fun uh you completely blew me out of the water as far as movie watching <laughs> but there's a caveat. yeah you you were pretty distracted with your uh, Hallmark movies. So. Yes, because I saw 85 Christmas movies. And I, uh, at the end of this one, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, the best of the best. So you don't have to watch 85. You can find out which ones were the best as far as uh, Christmas movie season. Because, uh, uh, yes, I saw 85 new christmas releases in 2018 <laughs> so uh but so that was a lot of fun but i did the best i could <laughs> yeah that's the, um, i mean you did really well all things considered <laughs> yes and uh, so but it, it's a it was a pretty interesting i think season for a couple months for blockbusters we had uh some pretty big name releases and some pretty good movies i'd say yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't as big um, as far as box office. It wasn't as big as 2017 around this time. Mm -hmm. But um, there were definitely some uh, noteworthy movies, I think. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, me too. Well, let's dive in. So we're starting the first weekend of November. And this feels like so long ago. Uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody came out then. It feels like that came out in the summer to me for some reason. It's really yeah. funny. It does feel like it's been a very long time since I came out. <laughs> what did you think? What were your thoughts about Bohemian Rhapsody? Okay, so I'm a I'm a big fan of Queen. Um, I just got into their music probably about nine or ten years ago, um, and I think they're one of the most groundbreaking bands of all time. And I felt like they deserved a biopic that was just as groundbreaking. Yeah, And that's not what this movie is. No. It's as straightforward as they come as far as a biopic goes uh, about a musician. Um, and it was fine. Like, under normal circumstances, I would have been like, okay, I like this. Uh -huh. But it just didn't live up to where it should have been. It yeah. didn't live up to Freddie Mercury's uniqueness. And so... Based on that, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, I agree. I was very disappointed as well. I thought the script was very lame. I, I, I've said, you know, obviously I love TV movies. I'm a big fan. And if this had been on VH1, I would have been like, wow, they're doing a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good job. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, but the, the, the concert scenes were impressive, but <laughs> the script was just so cheesy like i mean you have that scene when they're in the uh in, in the producer's office you know and he's all like oh queen's never gonna make it as a band and and uh i'll uh 
and they're like oh well you you're wrong i bet it will we will we'll we'll we'll, we're gonna change the world and i mean it was just so corny and i i I was it was i was kind of uncomfortable when i was watching it because i'm just like oh this this is just not great and uh, I don't know. To me, that was the big problem was the script. Like, because the performances are fine. The editing's kind of a mess, even though it was nominated for best editing. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, the concert scenes are impressive. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people really responded to this movie. My friend, one of my friends saw it 11 times. And, you know, the reason that people are responding so well to it is because of the music. I yeah, mean, for sure. if it wasn't for the music, nobody would care about this. Um, yeah. And also one thing that I didn't like is how they made Rami Malek look. I mean, mm-hmm. his teeth were so distracting. Freddie Mercury had big teeth, but it, it, it just felt like he had this thing in his mouth that was a distraction the entire yeah. movie. And yeah. it drove me crazy. And I've been so frustrated seeing it be nominated for so many things and win things too. Like, right. Just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, just the the kind of writing that we're talking about here is is you have before in one day he makes up with his his boyfriend <laughs> guy whatever uh, he who we've hardly seen at all and get to know and you have like the scary the scary gay guy who's like like whatever that was weird uh the way they they portrayed that whole relationship was very strange but then they have so then he he makes up with this guy and then he reunites with his family and plays live aid all in the same day like Like, that's a busy morning for for him and also i mean just the fact that like he didn't even have aids hadn't been diagnosed and I right. don't care if, if something is, I don't care if something is historically accurate, except for in bad in a bad movie. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. then it annoys me because I'm not being entertained. And so then I like I didn't. I mean, I love The Greatest Showman, and that has a lot of inaccuracies because I was entertained. I didn't care if that makes sense. And I don't know. It's just it wasn't great. Make it sound like I hated this movie. I did enjoy it. Just based on my expectations and based on what I thought it should be, it didn't live up to it, but I still did appreciate things about it. I mean, I love the music. I love seeing these songs created, even if it wasn't completely accurate. And I really did like that recreation of the live aid yeah. uh, performance. It went on for a good 20 minutes at the end yeah. and it the worked concert for me. Is def- the concert is definitely the highlight Mm-hmm. the concert scenes are definitely the highlight of the movie for sure right like i said if it had been on if i just seen it on tv i would have been like oh that was pretty pretty impressive but yeah. i was expecting better right so i've seen 226 movies from 2018 uh-huh. and i rank this 96 so it's still in my top 100 just barely um but yeah. So uh, let me find it. It is it is the lowest ranked best picture nominee for me. Um, I think it's definitely mm-hmm. the worst of the best picture nominees. Yeah, for sure. I have it. Well, actually, not for sure. Um, I have it. Uh, I have 157 2018 releases, 
and I have it at number 135. Oh, okay. So you did dislike it even more than me. So yes, I don't know. Just uh, so yes, and there's one that I really disliked that we'll talk about okay. uh, from uh, from 2018, the Best Picture nominees. All right, Nobody's Fool. What is Nobody? Is that that's is that the Tyler Perry movie? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It it has a uh, Tiffany Haddish in it, and I can't remember the lead actress's name, but she she is uh, having a online relationship with somebody, and her friends think that she may be uh, being catfished. So it's basically about them trying to uh, figure out what's going on with with this guy she's dating online. Um, it was actually pretty funny in parts. Um, Tiffany Eidish hasn't had a great 2018 for me, but um, yeah, I did laugh quite a bit at this, especially near the beginning. It kind of goes off the rails and you don't really know where they're taking this film. Like the plot, the plot, how I described it is not the plot throughout the film. So it, it it's kind of bizarre and inconsistent, but it was fairly enjoyable at least. Um, if you're just looking for some cheap laughs, yeah, it gives you that. So I rank this 131 uh, for the year. Okay, good. All right, so then we have The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Uh, I was cautiously optimistic about this because, uh, you know, I was just excited that Disney was doing something that seemed kind of original. Obviously, it's it's The Nutcracker's been done, but it's it looked pretty like it could be as opposed to just remaking their animated films this and we've never really had a good nutcracker movie so i was hopeful mm-hmm. but it was not not good <laughs> this movie was so boring it, it had nothing it had no conflict there was just nothing it i like they try at the very end to kind of throw in a, a villain reveal but I don't know. There was just, there's even whole sections where she's just watching people dance. And I'm just like, well, the dancing's nice, but I can just watch a dance. Like, uh, <laughs> it was, it was really bad. I was, I don't know. It was disappointing. I was hoping that it would be like a pleasant surprise. Uh, but yeah, it was not good. What did you think of? Well, so yeah, I agree with you. I was pretty disappointed by it. I thought based on the trailers, it looked very compelling visually which it still did that did hold up during um, my viewing of it however it literally put me to sleep watching this movie Uh, yeah and yeah it just it didn't feel like it had a driving plot and uh, yeah I was bored Um, and also I think the lead actress I can't remember her name this young girl she was in The Conjuring um like she's a very pretty girl i don't think she has charisma um i yeah i can't see her being a great actress um so yeah i, I it was pretty disappointed i ranked this at 163 for the year mm, yeah so i i have it at 141 there so we go. pretty low uh yeah it was it's a bummer i was uh, you know, hoping that it would be better but oh well what are you gonna do uh so then we had dr seuss's the grinch this is our entry from illumination the last year and 
in my opinion, this is just par for the course for illumination. It was very bland. It took no risks and it was not horrible. I didn't want to die, but it was very bland and just very forgettable. And I kind of was annoyed at how they like it's not as bad as the like the lorax when they when they adapted that they i thought they completely like bastardized the message of the original lorax which very much irritated me this it doesn't it it makes some changes but it's not as bad as that but like i know i just felt like the message instead of being more interesting in that the message of the original short and the book is that uh, the uh the who's down in whoville the tall and the small uh they they sang without any presence at all like that christmas doesn't come from a store christmas means a lot more and in and in this the main message seemed to be to me was that the grinch was lonely and now he's not lonely anymore and loneliness is bad and now he's not lonely and i felt like the whole the whole core of sort of the 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 message wasn't as good it had been kind of bland it made more bland and uh, uh i don't know but it it was just it was just bland for me i i i thought the animation was bland the the humor was bland it was just bland mm -hmm. no i agree um this is going to be a theme but this is another movie that i dozed off during yeah um yeah. i had to like once it was available to, to watch streaming i had to catch up with what i had, had missed um kind of in the middle there but yeah bland is a great way to describe it it um it it didn't it didn't uh give me any sort of strong feelings anyway um mm -hmm. i didn't think the humor was great i thought i thought it was weird how the grinch just he just mingled with the who's as if like he didn't have this immense hatred for them yeah like they would be like hey grinch as he walked by it just, it just, yeah, it felt like they took the story and like really watered it down. It was disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, but I still rank this at 137. So it's not in my top half of the year, but it's not something I hated. I have it at 103. I didn't hate it either. Like if you, I didn't hate it. Like I hated the Lorax. It, it was fine, but I just wish that illumination just once would take a tiny bit of risk try something artistic like sony has tried, done something artistic like some studios like blue sky yeah they may make the ice age movies which are bland but they they've tried with movies like epic and the peanuts movie and stuff to do something you know creative and i just wish illuminations just once would would but you know who am i to argue when they make billions of dollars off of their bland movies so they obviously know what they're doing but uh i don't know just a little frustrating uh so there you go it's at uh 103 for me okay uh so all right next is uh overlord so you got to see overlord i did see overlord uh this was a movie i thought looked pretty good based on the trailer and then the reviews started coming out and they were higher than i than i even expected so uh, that made me pretty optimistic about this and it really did not disappoint at all. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's a movie for everybody. I think it's definitely too violent for you, uh -huh. for example. But um, yeah, it was an interesting take on like a, 
um, World War II movie, you basically see these soldiers that kind of crash land into Germany, or sorry, France, and they're trying to disable this this, uh, German uh, communications tower. And really, like, just the conflict between the Nazis and the soldiers is such a strong element throughout the film, and it takes probably two-thirds into the movie before it really goes into that kind of sci-fi zombie-ish element and it worked really well for me um yeah i was highly entertained throughout and it's something that like as time goes by i keep thinking about this and i'm excited to re-watch it so yeah i rank this 22 for the year Mm. oh wow really high good yeah yeah if you if you like this kind of movie if you don't Mm -hmm. mind um kind of graphic horror um i think it's definitely a movie that um anybody should watch cool good we had the girl in the spider's web this is sort of trying to do a reboot of the the series is that correct yeah it it was it's um i I don't know i think it's uh it takes place after the events in the girl with the dragon tattoo um which is not a movie that i particularly love uh-huh. And I kind of felt the same way about this. Like, uh, I wasn't compelled by the characters. Um, I didn't find, um, I can't remember her name, the the lead actress. Claire um, Foy. Claire Foy. I didn't find her particularly likable. Um, and didn't they make it more of sort of an action movie than the yeah, original? Yeah, I think so. Um it was almost like a female Mission Impossible, but not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't enjoy it. It didn't leave a strong impression. Um, I've forgotten most of it. Um, so yeah, I put this at 176. Okay. Uh, all right. So then we have Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. So this, I wasn't super high on the original Fantastic Beasts movie. It was disappointing. Uh, but not as disappointing as this this movie i really disliked i thought it was i felt it was the most sort of stressful experience i've had at the theater since warcraft as far as just being bombarded by plots and images and just feeling like completely overwhelmed by everything that i was seeing and it started to kind of like I, I needed to take, I took a bathroom break, which I try to never do because I just needed a break from all of this. It was exhausting. It was an exhausting experience. I didn't think it was interesting. The more I thought about it, the more everything didn't make sense. It didn't work together. Uh, especially the sort of big reveal at the end. I, I, uh, I just thought was stupid. I, I think that they took the things that I liked about the original movie, uh, as far as Queenie and Jacob and some other things and they didn't spend enough time with them and what they did was really odd and weird and i don't understand the choices they made and i thought the script was really poorly done by jk rowling and i i didn't even think it looked that nice because it was just it was just all really kind of gray and weird and i just really disliked it a lot i don't understand why we're all of a sudden having muggle wars in 
uh, as part of an element of the wizarding world. Like it, it opens up uh, like a Pandora's box of questions of like, why weren't the wizards helping if like you have these images of tanks and concentration camps and stuff like that? Like, what are they doing? And I, I just really thought it was joyless and I really disliked it a lot. So it was one of my least favorite movies of the whole year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I certainly don't quite agree with you. I, I do think that it, it had some issues. Um, the plot wasn't as strong as I would have expected, especially with it being called the crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, uh, the, the crimes of Grindelwald are far and few between. Yeah, I mean, uh, you hardly even far get between, to see sorry. him. And, and then there, I mean, there were so many plot threads in this movie. There were so many characters that you were supposed to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And some of them were not necessary. Like, <laughs> they introduce characters, they make you feel like they're going to be important. And they're gone by the end of the film. And it's like, okay, did we really need that character? Um, plus, I agree. I did not like what they did with Queenie and Jacob. Like, those were the two highlights from the first film. And they kind of faded um, with this one. But I do think that I liked what they did visually. Um, it felt more like a Harry Potter film. Um, especially, like, the around four or five, six, that area visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked what they did with the um, creatures in this one. Um, it's starting to feel like it's deserving that Fantastic Beast name more. Um, I really like the opening, um, which is basically a, a prison escape for Grindelwald. Um, I enjoyed it enough, but it, it just didn't leave um, a a a super memorable impression on me um i ranked it fairly high based on my first impression i'd probably lower it since i just don't remember it that well but i have it at 72 for the year i'm at 153 i really disliked it i was i i just thought it was a miserable experience watching it it was not for me i yeah you know i'm not a fantasy person and when fantasy goes wrong it's really goes wrong for me so that was the case here um so to something more pleasant (laughs) is instant family which was such a great surprise in my opinion Mm -hmm. i thought this movie was so touching so sweet i loved the sort of i loved how honest i felt like it was very honest about the about the struggles of uh of foster care and adoption without being uh i don't know i just without it being i didn't think it was depressing but it wasn't like too schmaltzy i I thought they got the tone just right it felt uh i liked sort of the group spirit of it all you know as far as all the different couples and you know activity spencer and and that other uh leader they were great and uh i i i don't know i was bawling at the end especially in the credits when you see all the different uh foster care and adoption uh people in that that had worked on the uh on the film how close it was to them and uh you know just the whole scene when they finally get adopted uh, in the courtroom I, i just thought it was really earned and i loved it so much i thought it was a great movie and I have it 
uh, number 13 on my list. Oh, wow. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you for the most part. I thought it had a lot of heart. It was yeah. actually funny. Yeah. Um, and I liked how personal it was for the director. I mean, yeah. it's the same director who did the daddy's home movies, which I don't love, but mm-hmm. um, I think the fact that this was basically based on his adoption story of adopting these three children um, that it, it felt really personal and um, yeah, it, it just worked for me um, much more than I expected. Uh, I, I don't like that it got some backlash from people. Um, I think people just really misread the intention and um, it's just so easy for people to, to, to find criticism in this yeah. whole like I white savior of- thing. And I get the white savior oh. thing, but that was not the intention of this film. No, and I don't know. It, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I put it at 50 for the year. Yeah, it was really good. I, I was just, I'm like I said, I cried a lot. I really moved me. It really worked for me. So, uh, so next we have widows, uh, which I was really excited for this movie uh, because, you know, Steve McQueen, great director. Uh, it has an incredible cast, but I ended up being really underwhelmed by it. I wasn't a big fan. I thought it wasn't interesting enough as a character piece, and I didn't think it was well done enough to be sort of a, a fun, exciting heist movie. It had some cool shots, like that, the long take when they go from the 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 poor uh, section of town to the projects, and then they take the long t- oh right. On the, car to the to the governor's house that was cool there were some cool things like that but i thought the lighting was actually really strange i I thought it made i thought there was a lot of attempts in this movie personally i felt like to make the women feel more masculine uh that uh, that you have these beautiful women and i just thought it was a they were they were made to look kind of ugly for lack of a better word and uh that I, I felt there was a definite attempt to kind of defeminize them, which I, I think is, wasn't my favorite choice. Um, I mean, it's well acted and stuff, but I just thought it was kind of dull and just not, not in, it, it didn't succeed in either way to me of being either an interesting I, I thought the twist was lame. It wasn't an interesting character piece and it wasn't an interesting, it wasn't an entertaining heist movie. It was just kind of, bleh. I don't know. I was disappointed. I didn't really like it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Personally, I did enjoy it and um, I was entertained by it. And that's mostly what matters for me. I thought, I thought all of the lead actresses, they were enjoyable to, to varying degrees, but I liked them all. Um, And uh, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was actually fun at parts i mean it was a bit serious but um yeah it's something that i definitely would look forward to watching again personally but i could see how other people wouldn't enjoy it as much so i put this at 25 Ooh, wow pretty high um i have it 107 I, was, oh, wow. okay. I, thought it was, I didn't think it was great so uh so there you go all right then uh, next we have creed 2 uh, so I I really enjoyed this. I think it's a little maybe a little underrated uh, for the year. I mean, it has a pretty good Rotten Tomatoes score, but I don't know. I just really thought that they did a good job of, I thought, making both Adonis 
uh and the dragos both of their journeys were easy to kind of connect with and i i would have been fine with either of them winning and that's i think a, a pretty successful boxing movie if, if you're able to do that i thought they had compelling motivations for both sides i i thought the acting was all pretty strong i liked the relationship between uh between uh adonis and and i can't think of the girl's name but i thought they did a good job and the whole thing of his son being uh our daughter being deaf i thought mm -hmm. that was was good and overall i just i really i thought it was a really good movie and uh yeah i have it at 29. okay uh yeah i i agree with you i liked it um i had not seen the original creed until a couple days before i went to see this um and maybe it's because i saw creed 2 on the big screen and i couldn't have any distractions, but I actually liked it better than the first one. Mm -hmm. um, I also, of the Rocky films, uh, I'm not a huge Rocky fan, um, but Rocky Four with uh, Drago, that's one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. um, um, or Drago, sorry. I, I like Rocky Four except for the robot. The robot is so bad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I thought they, they had some good character motivations. Uh, I, I thought they had interesting kind of side stories, especially with the pregnancy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I put it at 82 for the year. Very good. Okay. All right. So then we have uh, Green Book. So this is our road trip movie uh, with um, Hersa Ali and Viggo Mortensen. And uh, Viggo Mortensen is the Italian guy from <laughs> that, is, uh, that is taking uh, the Viggo Mortensen character uh, all around the South so that he can play uh, there. And uh, I really liked this movie. I thought that I know that it has its flaws, but I thought it was a, a touching story of an unlikely friendship. I liked both the performances. I thought it was funny. I liked him writing all of those love letters to his wife and Marcelli's character helping. I thought that whole thing was very sweet. I liked the fact that it was a Christmas movie, uh, that it ended on Christmas. Of course, I'm going to like that uh overall it made me want to be a better friend and a better person it made me feel good and i really enjoyed it so mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you this was another pleasant surprise for me um it was actually funny much funnier than i expected mm -hmm. um and, and more heartfelt than mm -hmm. i expected as well um yeah and and i actually got to watch this with uh, a survivor contestant which was fun <laughs> Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I, uh, I was uh, in St. Louis and um, I'm friends with Tasha Fox. She was uh -huh. on Survivor. So I was like, hey, she we should go it? watch this movie. Yeah. We, we both loved it. So yeah, um, yeah I, I've been very happy to see how well received this has been. Yeah. And how it's getting lots of nominations. Yeah. Um, and I think Mahershala Ali is probably going to win an Oscar for this. I, I wouldn't be surprised at least. It, um, it 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 could be it could be i i wouldn't be surprised if um richard e grant wins because he's just been yeah. so uh so present on uh and uh social just so joyous about i feel like 
uh, I don't know. It just seems like all the momentum's heading his way. But but anyway, I could certainly see Mercilee. And uh, I get it, the people, because there some of uh, the docs, Doc Shirley's um, estate has has had major quibbles with right. the character creation. And, uh, you know, that, and I, and I understand some of the other complaints that some people have with it. But I... <sighs> I guess here's my kind of thing of what I feel about this is I feel like there some people kind of want it to be something that it's not. This is just a little story about two people and a friendship. It's not a protest movie. It's not trying to speak for all black people or all white people. Right. It's not trying to, you know, change things that we, we got tons of movies like that last year. We got hate the hate you give as a protest movie. We got, uh, the, uh, we got sorry to bother you. This is a protest mm-hmm. movie. We got, uh, you know, a number of films, films uh, black clansman and those are great and that's great but i don't think every movie that has some theme of you know uh race relations or or you know learning tolerance needs to necessarily be a protest movie and need to speak for everyone it can just be about two people and their friendship and that can be valuable as well so you know it's easy for me to say that i'm not african-american i don't you know like I get it, uh, and I respect people that have all different views. Uh, but for me, I found it inspiring. I found it enjoyable. I liked it. So yeah, I have it at twenty. Okay, I have it at thirty-three. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I I really like at the end how it showed um, how they remained friends um, up until they both passed away, yeah. like within the same year, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, yeah I, I recommend this one. Yep, agreed. All right. So then we have uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. And this one I went into kind of nervous because I hadn't, I don't love the original as much as most Disney fans do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's fine. I just don't love it like other people seem to. Uh, but I actually liked this better than the original i know it might be shocking but i thought the whole sort of message of 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 ralph he likes things to stay the same he doesn't want things to grow he doesn't want things to change uh and whereas vanellope is getting bored with her life and she uh and i think that's really hard to sort of allow friendships to grow and evolve and change and so for ralph to have to accept this new kind of version of vanellope I thought it was actually a really nuanced and subtle and moving story and uh, that you have and how sort of friendships can become kind of toxic if they're not willing to evolve, they're not willing to grow. And, and I think when she finally gets to slaughter race and she finds that this is, this is it, this is where I belong. And for him to learn to accept that and the ending, I thought was actually really moving and sweet. And I thought the movie was genuinely really funny and i i didn't it wasn't just like a whole bunch of sort of parody kind of jokes i thought that almost every single joke had something to do with their journey and moving along there weren't a ton of just sort of throwaway jokes in my opinion there were a few but for the most part it was something like the spammy actually was like a character and mattered to the plot and uh and the princesses mattered to the plot and they actually ended up like saving them you know at a certain point and i thought that the 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 slaughter uh slaughterhouse song 
uh, when it was a big surprise that I was not expecting an Alan Menken song or a place called Slaughter. I was not expecting an Alan Menken song in the middle of this movie. That was a, like a really fun, like, oh, whoa, that's a fun surprise. And I thought the animation was really dazzling. I really enjoyed it. And so I really liked this movie. I thought it was really good. And I, uh, I, all the voice acting was great. I have it at number 10. Okay. Yeah, I really like this as well. Um, I did not like it as much as Wreck-It Ralph, but I am one of those people that really loves Wreck-It Ralph. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was uh, very funny. It was a good follow-up. I, I like I like the music. I, I liked um, where they took the villain, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it was It was pretty creative. Um, but yeah, I did not quite enjoy it as much as Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I'm trying, like my, um, my instincts are saying, compare it to Wreck-It Ralph and explain why it's not as good, but that would be doing a disservice to this because it's still a very enjoyable film. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see Disney at some point go back more of a traditional like uh love story we haven't seen that since probably tangled yeah and then that's fair i i agree i agree with you i i mean you got a i guess a little bit between anna and christoph but but yeah i would like them to go back to a traditional fairy tale with a true villain like mother gothel uh, right. We really haven't seen anything like that for so long. And I'm just hoping that Frozen 2, that that's what they do. That this is sort of, you know, they did their sort of groundbreaking, challenging, you know, things. Let's go back. Now, it almost seems like it'd be more groundbreaking to do exactly. something really traditional at this point. Uh, and to tell it, give us a, a real fairy tale. So I, yeah. I'm hopeful that they'll do that. And I, so I agree with you there. And uh, I, what do you think of the princess scene? Did you, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was it was pretty fun. I really liked um, how we got to see how each of them use their powers. You know, yeah. even though technically some of these do not have powers. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I put this movie at twenty one for the year. Pretty high. Pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I did not like the princess scene at D twenty three when they showed it to us back in two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. but in context. I thought, because it felt very Shrekian to me, and I'm not a big fan of that kind of humor. And so I was nervous about it. And But within, again, I felt like this, it all sort of actually mattered to the story and showed character growth and was funny. And uh, so, and of course, the fact that Ariel was kind of the, the leader, I felt like she was the, got most of the good lines. I was like, yeah, woo, because I love Ariel. that was great but anyway so uh yeah it it, it ended up being way funnier than i thought i loved the casual princesses that was great right (laughs) it was so good so that was very fun all right then so wait where did you rank that sorry i had a number 10 okay my top 10 yeah so there you go all right uh then we had robin hood that same weekend and i was hoping this would be kind of silly fun and ridiculous uh but it was just lame as soon as i saw that there was like a whole sort of 
I felt like an, it was almost like an American sniper set in se- sequence set in medieval times, whatever. Like mm-hmm. in the, the opening sort of action scene was so ridiculous. And I don't know, they were all taking it too seriously for it to be sort of dopey fun, like something like, I don't know, I guess you can have something like Venom or whatever. Uh, but this was just really really stupid and i thought that jamie fox was so bad in his role and the romance was not there at all right (laughs) it it was just it was really bad uh yeah i thought yeah i'm i agree it was it was wasted potential um and it i kind of wish it had been worse honestly because it wasn't good and it wasn't like horrible for me. It was just kind of like, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it so wasn't I did, campy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah, I didn't hate it as much as I expected based on the reviews. Uh-huh. But yeah, well, it's something I would never, ever watch again. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I put this at 192. I have it at 152. At 150, okay. this is my bottom 10 i thought it was oh, wow. really yeah. Lame. yeah uh so then the possession of hannah grace you saw uh speaking of bottom 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is uh, another like um demon possession movie i've seen so many of them but this is um a girl dies but she still has a demon in her so it's basically making her her body like reanimate in the morgue, um, but it's so stupid and not entertaining, and it has like that frustrating trope of um, that that happens in horror movies where something is like lurking or whatever until somebody sees it or looks where it could be, then it's nowhere to be seen, yeah. and you kind of have that like cat and mouse thing going for almost the entire film and it's like when is this going to actually go somewhere you could tell which characters were expendable it just uh, there was nothing like nothing redeeming about this so i put this at 219 out of 226 ah there you go yeah there's sometimes not watching very many horror movies is to my benefit uh yeah. that sounds like whatever <laughs> but uh you watched mortal engines i just couldn't bring myself to do it it looked so boring i <laughs> just i don't know i just couldn't yeah um it was pretty boring this was another one that i had to struggle to stay awake during it really wasn't quite as bad as I expected. Um, uh-huh. I thought, like visually, it was very strong. Um, it, it, it had a really good opening, I thought, that was pretty fun. It was this uh, small little uh, town, I guess. All the towns are like on wheels, but it's a small one trying to get away from London. And uh, that was pretty exciting, I thought. But it kind of went downhill from there. I just... I couldn't find, um, I couldn't care about the characters, especially, especially the lead girl. Um, it's funny, I, I heard on a different podcast recently how um, like uh, a writer had written a piece about how a lot of movies take the fun out of being a girl. Like they, they're um, not fun um, on the screen they're too serious a lot of the times 
And that's the epitome of what this film did with its lead character. She, I don't know that she smiled at all during the film. Um, she was just very one note and jaded and had it. That's definitely true with Crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, any fun that was in Queenie, for instance, taken true. out. So that's interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that was one of my bigger issues was that this lead female, she was just not likable for me because, I mean, she she's had a rough life, but still, just they could have found some way to make her more endearing. Uh, the lead guy, he was very endearing, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was okay. Um I I would have expected better if you uh, before like reviews and even the trailer came out, um, but I put this at 155 for the year. Okay, good. All right, uh, then we have Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I was very excited for this movie, and I I was not disappointed. I thought it was incredible. It was, I was dazzled by this movie. I thought the animation was incredible. The way that it moved and flowed, the way it used color was just really a game changer. I think it's going to, I think we're going to see some really cool things coming out uh, that are inspired kind of by this movie. There's already talk of a Batman Beyond uh, coming out, the way that they kind of combined a CG with a comic book aesthetic. Uh, there's something, it was really cool. And I, I really, I thought the story was really sweet. I thought it was, it had some moments of heart. I thought Miles was a character that I could easily relate to. I thought the scene where uh, he, his dad is talking to him outside the, his room was really good. I, I, and his, his dealing with his uncle that whole thing worked for me. I thought it was so brilliant having the different Spider-Man from the different dimensions and how each one had its own animation style and yet they're all meshed together. And I thought it was really funny and I just loved it. I thought it was brilliant and I have it at number two. It's my second favorite. Oh, wow. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Interesting fact for the listeners. Uh, I don't believe Rachel and I have, any shared uh, movies in the top in our top tens so that's pretty interesting how that worked out yeah um yeah i i did i did like this um i thought the animation was was definitely um unique it took me a little while to get used to it though um it almost felt like i was watching a 3d movie not in 3d just kind of it it was kind of fuzzy at, at points and I didn't like that at first, but eventually I got used to it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting story. Um, characters were good. I didn't, I didn't love it as much as everybody else. Like I, I enjoyed it enough, but mm-hmm. it didn't wow me like it seemed to have wowed uh, most people I talked to. Um, but yeah, I'd watch it again. Um, maybe it would leave a stronger impression on me the second time. But I still ranked it at 68, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Yeah, I, I also love the music. I thought it was brilliant. And uh, it's been really cool to see all the different animators involved, uh, you know, talking about different parts they worked on. And it was just, I don't know, there's just a lot of energy behind the project that was really contagious uh, mm-hmm. for me. So it's really cool. And I'm, ex- 
I'm I'm excited for Sony Animation. Uh, that you know they had a really rough 2017, and this is quite a rebound for them, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Uh, so, all right, then we have the Mule. This is our Clint Eastwood film about him being a drug mule. Uh, and I felt like watching this movie that he called in a lot of favors because I felt like the cast was way better than the script deserved. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper is pretty good in it. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Michael Pena, Diane Weist is really good as his wife. So that helped it, but I don't know. I just thought it was... I just didn't think the script was that great and I thought his character wasn't I was hoping it would be like Gran Torino because I love Gran Torino and I think that movie's so sweet and funny but I don't know I just I didn't think it was I didn't think it was great it has positive aspects but yeah it was just a little disappointing yeah um I get what you're saying I was I was entertained by it um I, I thought it was interesting it almost seemed like uh it was kind of a slap to the face to like a PC culture with a lot of the mm-hmm. things that he would say or do. And yeah, it was just surprising to see, Oh, okay. You're going to say that on, on uh, this film in 2018, um, which it didn't, it didn't bother me really, but um, it fit the character, I mean, it, it did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was entertained by it. Um, it it's uh, it seems to be a polarizing movie for people, but it did not polarize me either way. I thought it was decent, um, and I mean, I remember it well, so that's a good sign. But yeah, I put it at one hundred nineteen. Yeah, I've at one hundred and five, so not okay. too far off. All right, Mary Poppins returns. So Mary Poppins returns. I, you know, I haven't been a big fan of these Disney remakes, and this is a sequel, but that that whole sort of feels like it's in that style, you know, of, of these. And so I went into this with skepticism, because I love the original Mary Poppins, and I left being completely delighted. I absolutely just loved it. I love all of the choreography and the musical numbers and i thought that emily blunt was fantastic and i thought that the core sort of message of the movie was actually different than the original movie which is all about mr banks like thinking he has his life all figured out but he actually uh is completely ignoring the most important part which is his children uh, that's the message of the first one. This the second one. He knows he doesn't have his life figured out. He's a mess, and you know he's lost his wife. He's devastated. He's going to lose his house. He loves his children. There's no doubt about that. It's not the same situation, uh, but he's just he's just in despair. And so Mary Poppins comes to to support him and to. I thought the main message of the movie was that in times in rough times your family and your friends will you know be there for you and will support you and i i just thought it was lovely i liked all the performances i i thought that even colin firth was having a lot of fun as this villain character i i thought the scenes like in the in the bowl you know where there's uh it's everything Mm -hmm. kind of looked like it was painted ceramics i thought was really 
clever and really engaging and I don't know. I just thought it was delightful and magical. And it was like the most uh, sort of Disney, old school Disney magic that I haven't felt for so long for one of their live action movies. Uh, and I, it made me feel like I was watching a movie with Walt back in the day. That's, it just had that old school feel to me. I absolutely loved it. And it's my favorite movie of the year. Okay. And you've seen it how many times? I've seen it three times. Okay. And I just, I loved it. I know other people didn't like it, but I loved it. So. Well, I haven't talked to anybody who didn't like it. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching it again eventually. It, it felt like a breath of fresh air. It, it definitely had that old school feel. They, I liked that they kept the, the tone, the art direction of the original yeah. Um, I didn't think the songs were as good as, as the original, like they didn't stick with me. Um, maybe they would after I watched it a few more times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had some really great scenes. I loved Emily Blunt. Um, I really liked the, the book is not the cover. Um, yeah, so part. Fun. that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's as far as the songs, I mean, it's so hard because those original songs we've been hearing ever since we were children, you know, sure. and are so iconic. And I, I guess I didn't expect the songs to be that. I wasn't holding them up to that standard. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no way that that's impossible. But right. I thought they were charming songs. I enjoyed them. So, I don't yeah, know. I agree. Um, yeah, so I put this at 14 for the year. Oh, very high. So yeah, it's it's about the, the closest we've got to having a shared top ten. Yeah, um, very good, <laughs> very good. Uh, do you, where do you have Lean on Pete? Um, I would have to look that up. I have yeah, it pretty sure. pretty high. It's um, it's I think it's like around thirties or twenties. Okay. Oh, it's twenty nine. It, okay, I have it at number five. I knew you really liked mm-hmm. this. So I, I do. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we had Aquaman on the 21st and i really i have an unpopular opinion about this movie i thought this movie was really boring i was not invested at all i thought that some of the some of it looked nice and that was fine and i thought that some of the banter between mara and aquaman was fun i enjoyed that but all of the Atlantean political dialogue between all the fish kings when they were debating about who gets to rule, and that was so boring to me. I did not care at all who, whether it was Dolph Lundgren or William Defoe or uh, Patrick Wilson, and there's talking and talking and talking. I did not care. I thought it was very exposition heavy. And I did. I thought Black Manta was a terrible character, and like it just suffered because it had almost the exact same plot of Black Panther, but Black Panther was I thought way better and way tighter and more interesting and just executed and better. And I mean, I, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I thought it was a very boring movie, and so I didn't really like it. Well, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I mean, this definitely seems to be a polarizing film, but I do disagree with you. Um, I It's actually pretty comparable to Black Panther for me. I have them 
ranked only two spaces apart from each other, um, which I know a lot of people would disagree with. Um, one of the strengths that I think Aquaman has over um, Black Panther is its lead character. I think Aquaman is is much more charming and uh, memorable than Black Panther. Um, I think Black Panther, the film, its strong suits come from its side characters. Um, also, I think that Aquaman may be the most ambitious world building I've seen in in a superhero movie ever. I really liked what they did uh, with everything underwater visually. I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, w- I was highly entertained throughout the film. Um, I wouldn't say it's perfect. I wouldn't say it's objectively great by any means, but it kept my attention and um, I was ready to watch it again fairly short shortly after seeing it i mean i haven't seen mm-hmm. it again yet but i have to watch too many other things but um <laughs> I mean, it made over a billion dollars so clearly mm-hmm. a lot of people liked it which is fine i don't i don't have a problem with that um it just didn't do it for me i had it at 113 oh wow ouch okay i have it at 34 and black panther i do have a little higher at 32 so oh very good yeah i have i think black panther um because I thought the dynamic between the villain and Black Panther, between Shichikala and um, Killmonger, was great. And was there. that's the part that I thought was very well executed. Um, I have it at 43 at Black Panther. So. Okay. Who would, who would have guessed that we'd be talking about two different uh, Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> this yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Dolph or, or, or Connor. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, then uh, Bumblebee. So, you know, the, the Transformers movies have been not great. And, uh, you know, we hoped this new director that it would revitalize and finally get the potential that the that the franchise had Mm -hmm. and i went to see the movie and i was really charmed by this movie i thought it was so sweet and i really liked the relationship between bumblebee and the Haley seinfeld character i i thought that it was just i mean i don't know it was just yeah people say like it's derivative of something like et or whatever but i was fine with that i thought it was really well executed for what it was and i I don't know I just found it really charming and I liked the way they used the 80s music which really was good and uh, I liked Haley Seinfeld in it and there wasn't anybody that was super annoying some of the the two Decepticons were a little annoying but not too bad and it made me really excited for the future for Transformers which I haven't felt in a long time and all together I thought it was a really sweet engaging little sci-fi movie and uh, so I have it at 26 I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it is the best Transformer movies, in it, and it's not even close. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I really liked Haley Steinfeld. I did like the um, whole 80s setting. Um, or was it, was it 80s or 90s? I don't know. 80s, yeah. It was, okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought it all worked. Uh, Bumblebee was very likable. Yeah. They had some good explanations for... Um, everything that we know about that character um some of it was a bit predictable but um it still kept my attention and uh yeah i thought it was a very sweet movie i put it at 58 
Very good. All right. Then we have second act, which I thought was a fine romantic comedy. I thought that uh, it's not really that romantic. That would be my downside to it. But JLo is there doing her thing. She knows how to do it. She's a pro, and I thought she did it. I thought there were some nice moments between her and Vanessa Hudgens' uh, character. Uh, and I thought there was enough humor particularly the uh uh the leah remini character had some had some decent laughs i thought uh, in there the idea of the of sort of taking on kind of the idea of this you know woman who has street smarts but then uh but isn't valued because she doesn't have the degrees and other things and then she has to tell this lie very classic romantic comedy kind of a thing it's definitely stretched very thin it's not a very well-made movie um and it's probably it's not a great movie but i i enjoyed it for what it was uh so i don't know yeah um it it certainly wasn't a bad movie um it just didn't leave a strong impression on me yeah um i i fell asleep partially through it uh, and but I, but I, when I did wake up, I appreciated uh, kind of the different direction it took, especially with the Vanessa Hudgens character, which I didn't see coming. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was not bad. I just I don't remember how it ends, honestly. Like, I, <laughs> if I watch it again, I'd be like, oh, how does this get resolved? Because I, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I put this funny. at one hundred seventy-one. Okay, that makes sense. I have it at sixty-eight and i just like rom-coms and this was fine i thought so that's where i have it uh so all right then uh holmes and watson you saw it huh yes i did you didn't see it no i'd already published my worst of the year list (laughs) oh okay (laughs) there's no need so yeah i mean it's not good at all the the issue is that it's just not funny like their attempts at humor didn't work. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't offensive in any way. It was just kind of there. Like it, I almost expected it to be worse based on the reviews, but ultimately, I just found myself not caring. Like uh, they they had some they made some of their actors do pretty stupid things. Uh, I would have been embarrassed if I were some of these people. Uh, I can't believe they even got some of these people to sign up for this. Like uh, uh-huh. uh, Ralph Fiennes, or Fiennes, I don't, I don't know what this is. Yeah, but yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't worth watching at all. Um, I put this at two hundred ten. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. So then we have Vice. This is nominated for Best Picture. Finally saw it last week, actually, and I did not like it at <laughs> all. I thought it was basically political propaganda disguised as is humor i and it wasn't wasn't really funny and they would just like flash up images to startle the viewer and then not like do something sort of interesting with that image and so i thought that was really manipulative to try to get you to agree because you've seen this you've seen this image therefore you're going to agree with what the movie's telling you it's saying and i thought that was really awful filmmaking and 
I I think that in the big, um, the big uh, what's it, the big short or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah, there there was a little bit more nuance and it was more funny and it was more like trying to be informative where I thought this was trying to be sort of um, manipulative and I I I don't know I I really disliked it I thought it was really bad and yeah the makeup's impressive good job um, but. I don't know. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, uh, there are, there are scenes in this film where they, they're kind of quickly going through Dick Cheney's, uh, low lights and they don't seem relevant to the story at hand. And it almost feels like a character assassination. Mm -hmm. Um, without getting, political here i mean i i did vote for bush the second time i, I wasn't old enough the the first time mm -hmm. um and i i do believe there's there's a lot to at least be concerned if not disliked about dick cheney i don't think they presented it in in a in a good way or a fair way it just they went too hard and i felt like that kind of alienated their intent you know mm -hmm. um they could have presented it in a more artful way yeah. a more relevant way yeah i mean if i obviously i'm a conservative i mm -hmm. i'm not like a huge fan of dick cheney though i right. could have been totally fine with something that was uh that was hard on him and funny and uh you know interesting so far i i know i just feel like feel like hollywood just doesn't know what to do about the bush years because i, I think there's partly there's the awkwardness of 9-11 you don't want to offend anybody with that you know that lived through it suffered through it whatever and so that's hard <laughs> and uh they disagree with him so much uh that they have a hard time kind of understanding or portraying the appeal and why people liked him why people mm -hmm. voted for him and so i think if you it's kind of a, the whole thing that like if you don't if you can't explain it's the old debate rule that if you can't explain the other side then you don't understand your side very well you know that, that that's how you come to understand your own view the best is by explaining the counter argument right that makes sense right and i feel like they they kind of can't do it they don't know why and they don't understand it and uh and so they uh and so they're not able to kind of craft something that's interesting about it because i thought w was terrible too and that was not a good movie and uh so i mean i guess those are the two sort of big attempts uh but uh i don't know so it was a it was a big miss for me i i have it 144. okay well uh it wasn't a big miss for me. I, I actually overall did enjoy the film. Um, I just felt like they could have gone about it a better way, but it made me laugh. I thought they had some creative, um, creative things that they did artistic choices. Um, I thought Christian Bale did a great job. Um, supporting cast was, was very strong as well. Um, so yeah, there was a lot that I enjoyed about it. Um, I just wish, they could have taken it from a less 
biased lens, yeah. which is kind of hard to do, I guess. But um, I still ranked it pretty high. I have it at 42 for the year. Very good. Okay. That's fair. All right. Then we had escape room. This Now we're getting into January. I actually really wanted to see this because I, I thought it looked kind of fun and it was PG-13, but I just didn't get around. I was just too busy in January uh, kind of doing uh, all, all the other stuff I had to do. I just didn't get around to seeing it. Uh, mm -hmm. What did you think about it? Yeah, I actually, I, I like this um, quite a bit. Um, I've done a lot of escape rooms. I've done about 55 of them. So uh -huh. um, it was, I've been looking forward to this as soon as I heard about it. Um, it does do a few things that I don't like in movies. Uh, one of those is it starts out by showing you one of the ending scenes. Um, so that kind of spoils. Uh, I hate when movies spoil themselves Attention. with the yeah yeah with the opening scene um and also the they uh focus on a few characters at the very beginning like once it goes back to the past it, it shows you like about three main characters and it basically tells you like these are the ones that have plot armor these are the ones that are going to survive the longest and i didn't like that either um it basically told me who's expendable and who isn't um, if it had not done those things right off the bat, basically spoiling itself, uh -huh. um, I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more than I did, but it was a lot of fun. It felt like a saw movie that wasn't nearly as graphic, um, and had a lot more of a budget. Um, mm -hmm. I liked what they did with the set pieces. Visually it was great. Um, a lot of the characters were very likable. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. And I actually have this ranked at number three for the year so far. Ah, very <laughs> out, good. Of, out of 12 uh, movies. Out of 12, anyway. okay. <laughs> That's not too many, but yeah, I still liked it. Very good. Okay. Uh, then we have A Dog's Way Home. I did see this. And I thought this was exactly what you expect it to be mm -hmm. if you see the poster and the trailer uh it was harmless it was it had some weird stuff like i don't understand the weird plot line with that veteran like that was weird i don't oh, know what yeah. they were trying to say with that uh there was definitely terrible cgi oh, uh, yes. which you know is a thing whatever and you're not talking I, about big kitten are you yeah big kitten was terrible uh but it was fine it was cute enough i i i enjoyed it uh it was exactly what I thought it was going to be when I sat down to see it. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it has its audience for sure. Yeah. And uh, for that audience, there's nothing to complain about. Um, for a 34 year old man without children, <laughs> um, it's not the best movie. I didn't hate it though. Um, yeah. There, there were those issues of CGI that, I mean, it wasn't even CGI. It was basically like a cartoon. Like you have a dog next to a cartoon mountain lion. But um, I, I thought it had a lot of heart behind it. Um, so I thought it, I, I would recommend it to, to any like um, parents, I guess. Dog um, Like if you're yeah, super dog dogs, you'll love it. Like it's, it's exactly, if you see this poster and you're like, oh, that looks terrible. Don't watch it. If you see it and you're like, oh, that looks cute watch it it's exactly right. what you think it'll be and there there's something to be said for that i think 
Okay. Yeah, this animal control guy, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was terrible. He's insane. <laughs> He's, like, camping out waiting for this dog. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the night. What? I'm like, yeah. you're a crazy person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. was nuts. Uh, but, I have yeah. this. I have this at 9 out of 12 so far, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah uh so i have it at tw- i because i have all my sundance movies so i have 31 so far for 2019 um so i have it at 24 out of 30 okay so all right uh then we have replicas you saw this oh, yes. <laughs> i heard bad yeah. <laughs> so yeah replicas uh it's keanu reeves movie which is that's already one strike against it i'm not a big keanu reeves fan Okay. Um, but man, this was so bad. Uh, the dialogue is like laughable. It it felt like maybe like a fifteen year old comes up with their idea of what like a science fiction film with robots and clones would be like. You have the bad guys walking around wearing suits, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> so bad. Like, I don't know how anybody signed on to do this uh, yeah. film like anybody with credibility uh so do we have a this is a little sneak peek at your uh bottom 10 list next year <laughs> oh probably it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me i mean luckily it was so bad that it was kind of entertaining so i'll give it that um but yeah i <laughs> unless unless you want to laugh at something ridiculous stay away from this yeah there you go i uh, yeah <laughs> so you also saw the upside i didn't get to see it yeah i saw the upside it um it had uh brian cranston kevin hart and nicole kidman which uh she's in a lot of movies that we're talking about in these podcasts uh four different movies but um yeah it was actually pretty good um there were a lot of funny parts this was another one of those movies like escape room where they spoil it. They spoil like the ending or near ending at the beginning, and then they flash back and tell us the story up to that point. I don't get it. I don't know why movies have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. Just show us that when we get there. It doesn't add anything to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was entertaining enough. Um, it's certainly not going to be um, something that stands the test of time especially after i see many other movies but um i think for what it is it's it's a a pretty good movie um i put this at five for the year so far uh-huh. okay great uh then we have glass this is our m night Shyamalan film the follow-up to split the end of the trilogy with unbreakable i i i did not like split really except for McAvoy's performance I just didn't Mm -hmm. like the weird message of uh, child rape making you more worthy that was so weird and I don't know I just didn't like it it wasn't for me Um, and Unbreakable is fine I don't think it's a masterpiece like people do but it's fine Uh, so for me this movie is actually I don't know I it was a mixed bag for me but I I gave it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes because I thought it the good outweighed the bad I thought mm-hmm. that it had a lot of boring parts especially the first like 45 minutes um it had a lot of pretentious parts where I was just like oh 
stop ex you know stop all this exposition about how great you are Shyamalan um and uh but I thought the kind of the, the final act and a lot of people hated the final act but I actually thought like this idea of sort of this reverse origin story was kind of interesting and an interesting take on superhero movies and and uh it was definitely bold what they did um but you know sort of trying to start this whole movement of getting people to uh to come out of the woodwork with their powers um was was interesting enough and uh and mcavoy was great every time he went through all the different people was really good so mm -hmm. yeah i i I liked it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, for Shyamalan, that's a pretty good review for me because I don't like the way he makes movies. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. I do like this film. Uh, I think it's not getting the credit it deserves. It's not great, no, but I, it kept my attention throughout. Um, and uh, I liked the directions it went. It kind of kept me on my toes. I thought James McAvoy was even better in this than he was in Split. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, one of the only things is I don't know that it earned the name Glass. Um, I don't feel like Samuel L. Jackson's character was the central character. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with that. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I was really hoping that, <laughs> I was hoping it would end by us uh, seeing them in this uh, mental institution and and we would like uh, see them join other people and you'd see Haley Joel Osment and Mel Gibson and Bryce Dallas Howard ah. and uh, just all Mark Wahlberg and it's it would just be like this entire Shyamalan universe of like oh people that are in an insane asylum like I thought yeah. that would have been really fun um, oh and can we talk about his cameo M. Night Shyamalan's. Do you remember that? Uh, he was, he was working in the, in the, um, the the store. Yeah, he, I thought he was really, really bad. Yeah, he's always terrible. Oh my gosh! It, he, like this guy cannot act at all, and no. I was kind of embarrassed for him. That was definitely the worst part of the film for me. Was yeah, when he I came mean, in. I I just I mean anybody who puts in my opinion puts this below Lady in the Water I don't understand because I yeah. I mean I thought this was way better than yeah. Lady in the Water I so, I don't know maybe it was low expectations and other people had really really high expectations so it was kind of a different experience like some people were super excited about this movie whereas right. I was like uh, I don't know um, but uh, so I walked out of it being like. He was all right. It was fine. It, yeah, you know, I, which, and that's fair. So for me, it's about on par with Split, and I like them both. Um, Unbreakable, I think, is far and away the best of this trilogy. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I mean, it had been a little overhyped for me, so it's a little bit hard for me to. I know it's just such a different experience, but yeah, I can I can understand that. Mm -hmm. um, I I have it at twelve in my ranking for the okay. I have it at two, so it's it's actually the highest one I have that we're going to talk about. So. Okay, good. All right, then we have Serenity, and I kind of wanted to see this movie because it sounded like insane. 
um and i have heard the twist we won't spoil it here <laughs> but that sounds crazy uh i don't know what uh, what did you think of this one yeah so this was an interesting one this is another one that i kind of dozed off for a while and um it has this kind of weird like film noir feeling to it especially with Anne hathaway's character um but man it really cuts itself off at the knees whenever it reveals this twist uh-huh. which it reveals it barely past halfway through the film uh-huh. and without saying what it is nuts it 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 removes all stakes from the film <laughs> it's like why do i care about this plot anymore like there's zero to care about this plot um i don't know how nobody questioned this when this was being made it's so ridiculous i would i i would say if if it's still showing anywhere near you just go see it just so you can like see the spectacle like what and it's really hard to discuss with uh without spoiling anything Uh, so i'll just say it's not good uh the only reason i put it above replicas is because of how weird it is yeah. so this is 11 out of 12 oh my gosh crazy all right last one the kid who would be king i really actually i'm gonna catch up on this i it just came out the week of sundance so i couldn't see it but it mm-hmm. looked really cute i i and it got i think pretty good reviews so yeah and i can see why uh it kind of for me harkened back to that first harry potter film uh-huh. that um it's very innocent um but well done and i and i i see that with this i see like if if they want to make sequels to it i think there's a lot of potential for those characters to grow and for it to get more serious and reach new levels um yeah it was very good it was um it was entertaining um it's not necessarily something that i would want to watch again but um for its audience yeah i i, mm-hmm. I think it's a very strong film uh, so I put this at number six. Very good. Cool. Great. Uh, so there you go. That is our uh, mainstream blockbuster list uh, that we uh, recap that we talked about. Uh, I said that I would mention just the best out of all the Christmas movies that I saw was a little movie called Christmas Perfection. This was very funny about this girl who wants a per- you know wants a perfect Christmas, and uh, but nothing goes right and uh she wakes up in uh <laughs> she makes a wish she wakes up in her she has this irish christmas village and she wakes up in her irish christmas village having the perfect christmas and uh, she can eat as much as she wants she can her parents are because what made it really clever is it's not just about uh, her having the perfect christmas over and over and over again but it was also everybody in her life was behaving the way that she wishes they would behave so this kind of interesting and like her parents are divorced in real life but in perfect christmas they're together and they're super happy and uh so it's it's kind of it 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 had a well i think a little bit of heart that you don't expect and it was just really i thought it was hilarious there's uh, (laughs) a funny gag that in in the perfect christmas world she can't uh she can't swear and all of her swears come out as christmas things so like (laughs) she'll stub her toe and she'll be like like a frosted fruitcake (laughs) that was really funny and just there was a lot of other really funny i thought jokes and they did a 
a, a good job. And that's the one that I recommend. That was the funniest. It was, had the most heart. It was the most clever. And uh, so Christmas Perfection, it was on Lifetime. So crossing networks there, but it was really good. The best one from Hallmark was called The Road to Christmas, which uh, was really sweet, had a nice message, had some diversity, and I think it was pretty well done. And so that was my favorite from them. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Guys, check cool. it out. So, all right. Well, we will be back for the indie uh, indie films. And uh, so, uh, David, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash film freaks group. That's a film freaks uh, Facebook group that Rachel and I are both in. You can also find me on Twitter at the David Healy. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, and on iTunes and on YouTube. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please uh, give us a ratings and review. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening, give us a thumbs up and subscribe on YouTube. And that would be great. And uh, thanks so much. And we will talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Okay.